0: From the website girlfriendit.com and the movement girlfriendit, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on TogiNet.com.
1: Well, good
2: morning. Today we have an amazing show. We are going to be discussing how do we find that perfect make to marry, and is it possible? I've been blessed with the opportunity to lead an amazing group of college girls in a life group at my church. Of course, this is that fun season of life that the prevalent question that often is the narrative in a single person's head is what if I never meet my person? What if God wants me to be single for the rest of my days on earth? But there is the other narrative. What if today is the day? What if my amazing person is at Starbucks or Dutch Bros or in my business class? And how will I know? And have I even considered what qualities I want in my person? So today we're going to get prepared for that moment to help us make this decision not so difficult or confusing. We are going to answer some of those questions we might ask ourselves. What traits do we want in our Mr. or Mrs. Amazing? And what does it look like to settle? But before we get too far in our show, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty White and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources, And relationships. Once again, Lisa is out changing the world. She just returned from Rome meeting the Pope for the second time, literally meeting the Pope, and then off to kiss her grandkids in Portland. But today you are in for a treat. Joining us now is Blake Henry, a dear, dear friend of mine. Blake is married to a powerhouse, brilliant, and beautiful, godly woman. And when I say brilliant and beautiful, I truly mean from the inside out. And Blake, you are a pastor. You married a pastor. And from my perspective, you did things right. So we want to dig deep into your brain and find out like what pitfalls to avoid, what to aim for. So basically we're just we want to know all your deep dark secrets. And and by the way, how are you this fine day?
1: Well, Patty, first off, I am great. And I want to just say thank you so much for having me on here. It's such an honor, and everything. Um, you guys are just doing awesome work. And I will say you hit it right on the head whenever you said I married a very intelligent, beautiful, godly woman. I married way up, so that's uh, I, I had the honor of doing that, and I was blessed in doing that. So I am doing well and super excited to be here with you.
2: Well, you said a couple things there. You married up, and that's, that is definitely <laughs> the key, but, but seriously, Blake, I look at you yeah. and go, God had just that right, perfect person for you that you you truly were equally yoked. And, and so you have to be that person to be able to marry that person. And that's what we want to unpack today is how do we become that person to... To you know, also attract that one that we want to to marry, and and I'm gonna jump in. For and sure. Actually, I'm gonna go straight for your jugular here because our culture <laughs> is so crazy in the way that it presents what this perfect mate looks like and and i i feel like i'm not saying anything new but we do a really good job of just objectifying women um we -hmm. make it very challenging with every movie every netflix everything we're watching and looking at for both men and women uh it's all about the image it's you know every television show everything on the internet it's image is everything and then we come along in the churches, and then Christian articles, and we go, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not the message we want out there. But then we're not really right. guiding um, young, and I say young women and men. But there's a lot of people now that are divorced and still back in this game. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, swipe right, swipe left, whatever. whatever yeah. here,
1: <laughs> Tinder I mean, is the new app. You know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And, and and now we're into algorithms, you know? So it's like, how do we change <laughs> right. our, our mindset here? And how are we able to see beyond what the what the culture drives? And, and how are mm-hmm. we able... And, and like I said, I'm going back to my life group. I feel like it's all about the image to them, that they feel like yeah. that's what a guy is looking for.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I would say, you know, it is. it is... I mean, we can't even overstate it, really, how much image is just everywhere and that's the narrative that's the story that both men and women are being told and i think that's just something that as a church that we have to um i don't want to use the term fight but we have to speak against and have a better narrative of what's out there and for me so some of the ways that i once again when i was the age of your girls and your young adult life group that college age i didn't get this right i messed up just as much as everybody else probably more so But some of the things, I was just really blessed, honestly, Patty, to grow up in a household full of strong women. Um, I had a very strong, godly mom, and I had two awesome uh, godly sisters as well. So, you know, just being around that helped and seeing that, I mean, they're all three as different as can be, but just learning from them and then also being around them and seeing that, You know, beauty comes in all shapes and uh, sizes, different things, but not even that. It just, there's something deeper than just the outside and the image. So I think for me is, uh, you know, I did mess up a lot in my past relationships before I met Erica and those kind of things. And I would say I would be the epitome of somebody that was in that culture of like, it is all about image, you know, and I did try to date people that was, you know, (laughs) you know you want that you wanted to date that person that if they walked in the room everybody would you know turn their heads and be like oh how how did this person get with this person you know um but fortunately for me i was able to move out of that and a lot of that came just from you know being honest with myself and really Um, As I became a Christ follower, really getting to the important things of what what is a sustainable thing for a relationship, what's going to make a relationship sustainable and long-lasting, and the things that I know I would actually need, but I would also want for someone else in a relationship. And uh, just to start it off, Patty, I don't know if you want to ask me a different question or anything, but I think for me, one of the biggest things was. The person, and I got very blessed in this, is that I wanted my relationship, the person that I was going to be in a relationship with, to be in love with Jesus as much, if not more, than what Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. And I definitely got that. in my wife, um, she is someone that is, you know, she's in Scripture every day, prayer. you know, she's a prayer warrior, she's awesome. But, you know, even before I knew Erica, that was just something I came to where it was like, if they don't want to pursue Jesus and be after Jesus the way that at least I am, then we can, we're we not really going to have that partnership, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was just one thing that I was really looking for. And I, I found it in Erica. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I love that. And, you know, we even overuse that word where it's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah just have them love Jesus, love Jesus and love You're others. Right. And you go, yes, hey, yes, we do. what does that look like? You know, what is that yes. truly to go? Okay. It's not just loan to you from your parents. And I love that, that you, you grew up with a strong, godly mom and sister. So I, I believe that that has so much to do with it too, because it just was natural for you to look for that. And yeah. what does that look like to go, okay, I knew she loved Jesus.
1: Yeah, so this, and that's a great question. That's a great point, too, is where we can give a lot of general, vague answers, and I don't want to do that. You know, I think we throw out, hey, make sure they're in love with Jesus. Be equally yoked. Okay, but what practically does right. that look like? And I right. did, like you said, I had really practical examples of that from my mom, um, and you know, shout out to my mom. But, uh, you know, just in terms of, I was looking for someone honestly, and these are things that Erica, my wife does, you know, she, she was constantly someone that was a person of, you know, like Jesus said, he came full of grace and truth. And that is something that my wife, I mean, she embodies. Um, I don't know anybody better, really, that has conversations that can have hard conversations and do it in a graceful way. And you don't walk out of that conversation being like, oh my gosh, you know, like I was just beat up. But it was like, you know, you just helped me shed light on something that maybe I was struggling with or I needed to be challenged in, but I feel so loved because I know you have my best interest in um, place. So I think, you know, some of the practical things was I saw how Erica treated people. You know, I think it's so important. And I, I think, um, a lot of times whenever we start to get into relationships or date people, we, and we all do it right. in that honeymoon phase, we have our best face on, right? We have our best behavior. We have all that going. But I saw how Erica interacted with even the people that weren't popular or the people that might have been outside of our circles. And it's just like, one it just looked like Jesus. You know, she had time for everybody. She made sure that everybody felt welcomed. Everybody felt invited to the conversation. So she made time for those people. And, you know, it was like, No, if you want someone to love Jesus or to follow Jesus they kind of need to know the things that Jesus did or taught and she knew those things not only did she know the information but she really embodied it and she put it into practice so that's some of the things and we can go deeper into more of that stuff but you know I think that's just a, a really quick summary of how I saw Erica she was just constantly she was not afraid to challenge me you know um in a loving way and saying, Hey, you know, I saw you do this. What, what were you, what was going on inside of you? What was the emotions that were happening in you for that to be your reaction? So that was, um, just having those honest conversations.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I love that. that. Those are some great tips there on just definitely Erica's that person that, that is after God's heart and looking for the humility you know, we get we get confused yeah. with that word sometimes, and, and that's what I'm hearing you say about Erica. Like, even in in your discussions, it doesn't go into an argument. It's like it, she sheds uh, light on it, being full of grace and mm-hmm. truth. And that is so important. I, you see so many times, once again, because of what we fill our head with in the movies, that these women can pout and mm-hmm. get away rather than having these hard conversations and having crucial conversations that's about forgiveness and meeting each other rather than, you know, yeah. storming out and then we have to meet each other at the
0: For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: Even though the numbers are a little better, our country is still in crisis when it comes to childhood obesity. The numbers of overweight and obese children are staggering. It's time to get serious about conquering childhood obesity, and really obesity in general. There are so many reasons why weight has a significant impact on the medical, emotional, and social health of people of any age. But many people do not know that if you are obese with a body mass index over 40, you have a 50% greater risk of death from cancer than those of normal weight. Obesity is associated with 20% of cancer deaths in women and 14% of cancer deaths in men. Let's get serious about exercise and healthy eating and obliterate obesity. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on TogiNet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: back talking to Blake Henry a pastor from Central Christian Church and we are discussing how are we finding that perfect uh, soulmate to marry and is there such a thing as that perfect person out there so Blake i'm going to jump into what are like five traits that you would look for and and do you believe that there is that perfect person out there
1: oh that's a that's a great question um <laughs> Let me respond to that second question first, and then I'll go into the kind of five traits thing. Um, I am someone that believes, like, I totally believe that, you know, God had a plan with Erica and myself. Now, I know that sometimes whenever we talk about being in God's will and stuff, that really gives people freaks people out and gives people a lot of anxiety. Um, and I don't think that's what God wants for us. So in terms of that one person being out there, and if you miss your chance or anything like that, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the way I view things. I would say, you know, marriage is or a spouse being in a relationship is about um, ultimately learning how to be a better Christ follower Um, anyways. Now, there are definitely some traits that you would want to find in that person where um, it's going to be easier to get along with and uh, be together. So um, I wouldn't say that there's necessarily that one person out there for everybody, but you know what? If you are committed and you have that unconditional self sacrificial love for that person, like Jesus has taught us all to be, men and women, um, then you can have great and awesome relationships. Some I, of the traits, though, go ahead.
2: go ahead. I just want to say I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly, you know, people go, is there such a thing as, a you know, your soulmate or your perfect? And, you know, once again, getting into the, the cliches of if you keep Jesus as the center, then yes, they, yeah. they are that. I mean, I look at my husband. We just had our 30th anniversary. and
1: Congratulations.
2: I, I, Thank you. <laughs> like, you are my perfect soulmate, and I feel so blessed and right. so blessed when I wake up in the morning and not every morning, I will say, but for the most part, <laughs> I, wake right. up and I go, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Yeah. So, okay, we're going to jump into what are some of those traits?
1: Yeah. So the traits that I find, and once again, I'm not going to, like I said, I was one of those people back in the day and I had to learn to overcome this narrative. Um, I dated people in the past that it was all about looks or, um, physical touch and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to sit here and say that looks aren't important. People do, you know, <laughs> they want to be with somebody that they find attractive and that kind of thing. But I think there's just so much more um, deeper things in a relationship. And honestly, I think the first one goes down to um, communication. Uh, honestly, communication is just so important in terms of you need to love to be around the person, um, that you're dating mm-hmm. is you. And, it, and it, if it's just a physical relationship, when you're around each other, that will probably fizzle out pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. because I've heard it said, you know, once the communication in a relationship starts to kind of go away, you might as well say that relationship is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, at the center, communication is going to be there. And when I say that, I mean, listening and having conversations and asking each other, you know, what's going on in your life, what's going on in your day. I can't tell you how many times my Erica is excellent at this. Um, Erica is constantly asking me, this is probably the question I get asked the most, you know, what, what's God teaching you right now? You know, Mm -hmm. like what has God been laying on your heart? Um, And I ask her the same kind of question. So I would just say the communication aspect is huge. Um, That would be one. Another one is, honestly, I look for, I, whenever I met Erica, she had similar passions as me. Um, you know, we both loved Jesus. We both felt called to go into ministry, um, those kind of things. So we had common interests. Um, but then more as traits and characteristics, I would say you want somebody that is kind. You know, um, so many times I think people are overlooked, um, as being kind or being meek when Jesus even said, blessed are the meek. And we look as almost like a weakness, um, and meek is not weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I just can't, I can't express enough how much kind people really do affect everybody around them and influence people around them. So kindness and I, (laughs) I, I understand, Patty. You're probably thinking back, or some of the girls that might be listening, or women. They're like, okay, well, this sounds great, but I'm kind, and this sounds really fluffy and like kind of in the unicorns and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> honestly, as I as I just look at Jesus, these are the things that I see. So you know, um, that's what we should be looking for in a relationship and some of those traits. So I look for somebody. This goes back to communication: a good listener. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I know that I try to work on and be better at, but, um, Erica would listen to me and help me process. She still does this, help me process things. Uh, and I look for some, you know, I would ask everybody, look for somebody that will challenge you. That is not, um, against standing their ground and with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. if everything, if you're in agreement about everything, then somebody's probably not being honest, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. they're probably just saying, hey, you know what, they want it, they're they they want to avoid conflict, or they just want the relationship to last. But if I guarantee you, nobody's agreeing about everything. Um, so look for somebody that will actually have those challenging conversations, you know, say, you know what, I actually disagree with that. Let's talk through that. And with that, you know someone that would stimulate my mind. Um, I don't know. Um, Eric and I, we have conversations all the time where it's just like, literally we're just thinking and dreaming and processing together, you know? Um, so there's so much more there than just, I, I, I am very fortunate. I believe my wife is the most beautiful person on the planet, but there is so much more to her than just looks. And, um, that comes down to her heart and how she just cares for people. I watched, um, we went and watched a movie yesterday and like, it is a touching movie and everything. And, um, she, it's about kids and refugees and stuff like that. And I mean, she's tearing up right there and it's just like those things where I'm like, man, I wish I was more like that, you know? (laughs) Um, but she just honestly has a heart for people so much and she is someone that is constantly putting others first, and those are just some traits I think that um, being able to look past yourself, really look at the interest um, of what other people need and look out for their best interest, and I'll be honest, Erica is great at giving people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something that's huge. I had, just giving a little bit of my backstory. whenever Eric and I first started dating, I was um, coming out of some really bad long lines of relationships before I was a Christian. So I had tons of insecurity issues, trust issues, and Erica, even though she is a trustworthy person, she went out of her way to make sure that I felt like I was in a safe place and that, um, she did things that she didn't necessarily have to do. She was not doing anything wrong or anything, but she just knew because of my past, she was looking out for my best interests and wanting to build our relationship where she would say, hey, I'm going to, you know, she would kind of give me some insider information of like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with this person. Does that bother you? And based off what stuff had happened in my past relationship, she knew that it might and she built that relationship, you know, that trust over time. So it wasn't something that just like boom automatically happened like magic. So just somebody that is, you know, that's another trait is that trust. You mm. got to have that trust. Um, if you can't trust somebody, if you're constantly feeling like you got to look through their phone or look through their emails, their computer, whatever, that's that's probably a bad sign. Mm.
2: And and what you said and you know Erica, giving you the benefit of the doubt. That's so true. Like everyone needs that advocate that really believes in them. And the way you can believe in them is listening, being able to listen to what's going on in their life, what's going on in their world. And so many times, like you said, we, we just don't do that. And, and often there are times that listening is not fun because Oh, for sure. processing and you're like, well, I want to process my junk, you know, I'm done. With your <laughs> right. junk. And, yeah. and being able to truly, um, have that, that is such an amazing skill and gift. And,
1: and Patty, I would love to just pass on something really quick, especially for like your young adult group. And I've, you know, I've been in students and I've had these conversations It is equally as important. I am a huge women in ministry, women advocate, all that kind of stuff. Give them the platform. It is equally important as you're looking to be in a relationship that you need to feel safe as a woman to express what you need. Um, Because if you feel like you can't do that or if you can't say, hey, actually – I get where you're coming from right now. I need you to just listen, you know, and I think, um, anybody that's been in a relationship for a while, there are definitely times where I will go into, Hey, I want to be Mr. Fix it for Erica. And she is strong enough and she knows it's a safe enough place to say, and she's not going to be judged. I'm not going to judge her. She's not going to judge me. She'll just tell me, Hey, I don't need that from you right now. I just really need you to listen. I need you to hear. And you know, even there's times where it's like, actually, right now, I just need space. Um, you know, you live together or whatever. So it's like being able to have those real conversations and saying what your needs actually are um, and that your partner, your da- whoever you're dating is okay with that. They should be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think more young women need to hear that.
2: Absolutely. Well, Blake, if, if possible, I would love for you to stay on, and um, we are going to go into our commercial break, and then we're going to have our next guest that is going to talk about the traits we're looking for in our future husband, uh, but if you can, that would be awesome, and I would also ask for one more tip to our listeners, what would be one more thing uh, after these top five that you would say to our young girls out there that you know, who they need to be in Christ. What's one more thing you would look for?
1: Yeah. So, um, something that was just drilled into me, uh, not drilled. that sounds really bad. Uh, but something my mom, uh, just constantly put into me is like, know that your identity is not in anybody you're dating. Even though I'm married, I love my wife. That's a part of who I am. My identity is still in Christ and that's where yours should be. And just know that there is nothing that you're going to do. Nothing. You know, Scripture says there's nothing that will separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And just knowing that and feeling secure in that and beloved.
4: Awesome.
3: We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible-built comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a -a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives.
0: Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge.
4: It's words you never heard. When I was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hearty bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hog a dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
2: we just finished chatting with Blake to find out all these amazing things, these traits that we will be looking for in our perfect soulmate, And now we're going to be talking with Courtney Day. She is my delightful friend that I have known for years and I've watched her blossom into this amazing Jesus freak that I love and adore and she has those traits that Blake was talking about and she is one that I have watched not settle. She is aiming high and so now that I've just built you you up, Courtney. That um, that no boy out there is ever going to ask you out. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> I feel like you so, scared everyone away. I have scared quite a few away, and and I I will tell our, all of our listeners out there that we've gone to Starbucks together, and I introduce you as their next future wife, which. You put up with a lot of things that I do, and yet you still choose to be around with me, and you still choose to go to Starbucks with me. So that's pretty amazing. It's <laughs> true. That did happen. <laughs> well, we finished talking with Blake, and Blake is still going to be on the show with us for a little while longer. And, Blake, I just want to wrap up some of those traits you talked about, because I don't want – if anyone didn't have a pen handy, get your pen handy. Because <laughs> we talked about um, – Communication And communication being so much more than just you doing all the talking, but being that good listener, someone that actually challenges you. And you, you mentioned that Erica actually says, um, you know, ask you, what, what is God doing and, and where are you seeing God? And I think that's so yeah. important. I, I've actually talked to women that have been married for 20 plus years and they have shared they don't even pray together. Like they would never even think of those those conversations. And it's just, that's crazy to me. Someone that's not stimulating your mind. And you also talked about that person that, you know, Erica gives you the benefit of the doubt. She's just your advocate. She believes in you. She trusts you. And I, I love what you said about being that woman that you're with a man that makes you feel safe that you can have any conversation with them and you can just say, hey, I I need you to just listen right now. I need to be able to talk and share some of this yuckiness that I'm going through. So those are just great, great traits there. And now we're going to dive in. Courtney, what are some of the things that you are looking for? When I introduced you, I said I've watched you not settle because I've watched Mm -hmm. guys ask you out. And I thought, that they were you know, some pretty amazing guys and you are like No no I'm I'm wait. <laughs> So uh, what are you looking for in that spouse? What what has been right. most challenging for you and what are you looking for?
5: Cool. Okay, so I would say one of the main traits that I look for in a guy is um does he talk to God, does he pray? Um so is he just constantly trying to make a relationship with the Lord, um, even when things are hard? And maybe he's even having a hard time with God and he's mad at God. But is he still making the effort to not do life by himself and to abide to this higher power that we all try to live by?
2: And what do you find is challenging, in the you know, as you're dating guys that you just go, eh? What what are some red flags that you look for or that seems to be challenging?
5: Yeah, I would say that there have been some guys I met that think that they are um, top dog in the world and just kind of have this mindset that they are um, almost can do everything by themselves and I know that in a relationship like I can't just rely on them I need them to be relying on someone else too and that someone else would have to be God
2: Hmm. so what would be if a guy came along and, and asked you out do you have you know like a list of things that if if it's not checked off you wouldn't even go out with them
5: Oh, yeah, I do. And I have some more traits. I can keep going. (laughs) So another one, a huge one for me, is just how um, does a guy treat others? So whether that's his family or, like, people who annoy him or people who are, like, inferior to him in a workplace and that kind of environment. So how is he treating just other people? Um, Because I have just a big problem with someone who – again, like thinks they own the world or um, is rude. So that is a huge one for me is just, are you treating people with love and how they deserve?
2: Yeah, and it, it's interesting. Blake and I were talking about how there's an image thing out there. And I I guess I, I'm going to make myself sound really old here, but I I noticed that... You know, if if a woman, I don't know, you even know how to word this, but if a guy doesn't have a shirt on and is at, you know, at the beach with a swimsuit on, I I guess it's like, oh, okay, that's how people swim. But Mm -hmm. now this image thing that it's all about, you know, sex drive and muscles and masculinity, like that's the thing. Do Do you feel like women have changed in that where... It it's I do you not understand what I'm saying? Where it's like now, you know, before it's just like, okay, that's a guy in a swimsuit and now I feel like women are just as like the visual of that because of what society and our culture has focused on, that it's kinda of changed. And maybe I maybe I worded that question weird.
5: So, are you saying like um, women have started to really pay attention to a guy, like when he's has been attentive, like what he looks like? Is that what you mean?
2: Yes, like you know, when I was growing up, guys would take their shirt off, and we were running track, you know, running. Track. <laughs> and now guys take their shirt off, and you know, it's just like a girl took their shirt off. And I'm like, uh-huh. I, I'm not, I'm not following that. <laughs> I'm not figuring that one out. So Did you? Yeah, think I
5: don't know if I can answer that, but I feel like it has a lot to do with. Um, social media and, like, modeling and the movies that we now are exposed to, I think it's just kind of become, like, a society change, if
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Blake, what are your um, thoughts? I don't want to – yeah, I was going to say, um, so I think it has just become the norm of society, like, especially for guys, where guys maybe um, used to not – and who knows, maybe they were always this way, but I think guys have started to feel the pressure – of that as well as like oh I have to have this body um, to be attracted or to get an attractive girl or something like that um, or even to get a date, but I think it's just now become the norm for both men and women, for in society. And by the way, Courtney, that was excellent paraphrasing, from Patty, so good. job. Thank
2: you oh okay so i was just training up in a a small town and there was billboard signs that was you know they were talking about meth and drugs and i i mentioned okay is this is this an issue here you know obviously drugs is an issue everywhere but i had never seen billboards about you know don't do meth and it was interesting because they said Yes, it's an issue, but it's more of an issue for the, the boys in high school and college are doing steroids. So it's what you're saying, that we're putting so much emphasis on that, that now they're over here trying to get whatever cheap steroids to, I don't know. I mean, what? shed some light on that. What is that all about? Um. Yeah, gosh, that's so sad. I think that
5: um, it just goes back to the whole thing of, like, image and how are other people viewing me and um sports would definitely play a big part of that like success in that so if they are feeling like oh I need steroids to um either do better or look better because of course it does play into like um building muscle and looking bulk and all those things um I would just say it goes back to like image and how are other people viewing me am I desirable and all of those thoughts
1: and I think there's even a deeper seated thing in there. Is if you're asking those kind of questions, and once again, um, I am not against, we should be taking care of our bodies. We should be healthy. I need to get better at that. My wife tells me that all the time. <laughs> but if those are our, if those are our main concerns, then there's a deeper issue there in terms of identity. We are, yeah. We're starting to get our identity from our looks, that kind of thing, instead of our identity in Christ. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would so agree with that. All right, we only have three minutes, and I keep, like, just ignoring uh, my guy. He's going into the count all day today. But I want to talk about back to what you were saying, Blake, on communication. In communication in a way of what type of language guys use, Courtney, I just wonder if that shows his character. I know for me, uh, profanity and taking God's name in vain that i hear all the time now even in our christian culture and that's something that was so big to me cuz you know taking god's name in vain was just like it it was unheard of while i was growing up and now it seems to be the norm does that does that affect you at all
1: and we have 2 minutes just so i can tell you our countdown before our commercial break hey patty i'm going to have to get off here so i don't want to take time from courtney so thanks for having me it was an honor
2: awesome thanks so much bye Blake
1: <laughs> all right see you Courtney see you Patty all bye. right
5: bye. all right so I would say I definitely grew up in the same mindset like you don't use the Lord's name in vain and I think that it. like I hear it and I'm like kind of cringe and say oh no like we don't do that so that does definitely bother me and I have told people before like even guys like I don't really like when you do that kind of thing and most people are pretty cool about it it's just become like they're just so used to it and they're like oh I'm not trying to be disrespectful that's just
2: how I talk yeah yeah so are you able to just let that let that go just knowing that it's okay they're not meaning it that way yeah for the most part and like um I would say
5: profanity is also just so like normal now but at the same time I don't feel like I have a problem being like hey like we don't need to talk like that like there's other words
2: right yeah my mom used to always say let's be creative like that's not creative if you're just throwing out words <laughs> that everybody else is using and that it's always stuck with me that yeah you're not very creative if that's the only word you can Use is the one that every other guy is, is using out, out there. So, um, funny. I like that. and also, uh, we, we only have 30 seconds on this, but them being generous, and we can talk about this even after the commercial break. But do you look for that in a guy if they're actually we are going to go into our commercial break, so we'll come mm-hmm. back and we'll talk about generosity is that necessary and generosity? also in our time. And with that, we will be right back after this message.
0: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: We have been reminded repeatedly of how important sleep is to our body and our health. Now it's becoming clearer that the amount of sleep you get can directly affect your weight. Shape Magazine reported on a study by the Mayo Clinic that shows how close the link between getting sleep and self-control really is. Researchers found that short-changing slumber by as little as 80 minutes leads people to take in an average of 549 more calories the next day. Even a small amount of sleep deprivation can have enormous effect on your appetite. I know that's true in my own life. When I'm tired, I have reduced self-control and eat more in hopes that it will help me with energy, which is not true, of course. Make it a priority to get the proper amount of sleep. For the Fitness Minute... I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: All right, We are talking about how do we shop for my person, my future person that we want to have this godly, amazing spouse in our life and how do we prepare for that moment as we are in this stage of life where we need to have these qualities or these traits to know what to look for and today we have Courtney Day, an amazing friend of mine who is sharing some of those traits. So far, Courtney, you talked about looking for that person that guy that talks to god that you know that they're truly having that daily relationship that they they love that time spent with jesus and kindness seeing how they are treating other people and then we went into do you look for gener- generosity someone that is just generous not only I'm not t- just talking like they have to be this wealthy guy out there that's generous, but also with their time, etc. But you still have three more traits that you were going to share with us. So go ahead and, and hit it. Unpack some of those traits. All right. So do you want me to skip the generosity and just go into the traits? Well, it, you know what? I Generosity is like huge to me. That's the one thing I saw on my husband. So if you have some mm-hmm. comments on that, yeah, hit the generosity.
5: Yeah, I think generosity is so important, especially as you're trying to find that person that you want to marry, because um, you definitely don't want someone who is only focused on like themselves. And I love how you mentioned generosity with time, um, because I would love to find someone that um, offers some of their serving time to the church, um, especially because like I want to go into ministry, so I just think that would be so perfect to be able to have that like love that you can each have together to just give your time up. That would be awesome.
2: Yes. And I couldn't have said it better. That's so true. You look for that guy that is willing to serve and literally roll his sleeves up and get dirty. Mm -hmm. It's dirty and and messy and it's cool when you can work alongside someone as, as they're doing that as well. So what are some of the other traits that you're looking for in a guy? Yeah. So one of my other
5: ones was, um, the way that he handles anger, um, the way that I have grown up, I've always been kind of, that's one of my weaknesses is, um, just dealing with other people's anger. So that's one of my, um, top things is just like, are you someone that lashes out or do you have ways of how you do that? And I would love to find someone that has, um, good ways of dealing with anger. Cause it's
2: such a hard emotion. And, and that is such a significant tip because many times before you get married, people don't get into like a deep argument, like truly yeah, have yeah. social conversations. So when you see how they are, even when you're out driving on the road and they're yelling at everyone, you know, it's kind of like that road rage. <laughs> What's going to happen when I really get under your skin? What's going to happen? Yeah. When I'm so irritated. Uh, with me and yeah, that's so important how you deal with your anger and that, that guy who is always angry at all of his friends, they sever the relationships and they hop from friend group to friend group. I think that is so important to look for because Mm -hmm. something's not right if you're just annoyed and angry at all your friends all the time.
5: Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like that goes into my one of my other traits is communication, good communication. And when you're angry, like you have to be able to just step back and be able to talk things out. Um, talking things out is one of my biggest traits. Like We need to be able to have a conversation about anything, whether it's you're angry or you're sad or just being able to talk about our days is so important to me. So just having that good communication between the two of you.
2: Yeah, and you, you have a bestie that's been around in your life forever. And to me, when you say that about communication, I think it's really cool when people have that, when they have those close friends in their life. I know I look mm-hmm. at my my husband still has his childhood friend, and they, they talk to each other every day or every other day. And I look at that, and it I just know that that's so important to have that because they know how to communicate. They know how to communicate right. with other people rather than just you. And he still mm-hmm. taught not only his childhood friend, but his college roommate. They still talk to each other two to three times a week. And I, I think that's an important trait to look for, and that, that they have others outside of just that relationship with you. I think it puts a lot of pressure on relationships when they feel like you have to meet all their expectations. Rather than mm, finding that, you know, in the in the circle of, of friendships. Okay, so good. What's what's another one? Good, real quick, uh, real quick, real
5: quick. Um, that made me think of. I'm um, gonna throw a six one in, but I do have a bestie and she's not going anywhere. So someone that um, she approves of and they get along is going to be like a huge one for me. But as well as them having a bestie too, I feel like that's
2: so important. So I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. And that is important. That your friends—those are some red flags. If your friends are going, oh, not so much. We're, we're that mm-hmm. guy, and yeah, it's it's good to have those those friends in your life who can breathe into you and support you. And because there's a huge blind spot many times when you're dating, and you might just have this myopic focus on something that you like about them. Or that fear of, I'm going, I'm going to die a lonely woman because God's never yeah. in my life. So this person is cute and he breathes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> it's like no,
5: <laughs> no. There's been a lot of times where um, my best friend has has had to been like, hey, you're blinded um, by his cuteness, and I see this, this, and this. So. Girls, like, listen to your best friends because they are out for you completely and they just want to help you.
2: Mm -hmm. And, And also on that whole friend line, I think it's important to see, like, who they are hanging out with. You know, I mentioned just my husband with close relationships. But who they're hanging out with says a lot about them. We are the sum of the five people that we're hanging with. So if you don't agree with their friend group, and you're questioning, you know, maybe, like I said, in the communication of how they talk or how they're even, if they're objectifying women and you hear those little snide comments. Th- those those are red, big red flags, I think. Would you agree I with that? Agree.
5: Yeah, definitely. I've known some guys that I didn't really get along with their friends and couldn't really understand like why he was surrounding himself with those kind of people, and it of course started um, just little arguments between us. So it's very important. Like, who are they hanging out with? Who's pouring into them? Because it does affect even like me. Like I have to think of that too. Who am I letting pour into me? Because it's a two way street, one hundred percent.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Okay. What are some of your other traits? My other trait is: Are they
5: trustworthy? Um, I am. I like to say that I am someone who's like totally built on trust. It is so important to me. So I don't want to have to worry about um, when he is leaving the house, like where where is he going? Is he telling me the truth? Can we just be able to completely trust when we say things? Do we mean them? Um, just let what you say be what you say kind of thing.
2: Yeah, l- what you say, let that be what you say. So I'm going to go even further on that because this is, I, I feel that, There's, and, and I don't, I don't mean to stereotype like millennials and I feel like you guys are amazing and brilliant and, you know, just so, so smart and creative, but I will say there's this, if something better happens or something better comes along, then I'm going to blow you off and I'm going to go over here to this. It's always that, you know, Mm, I, I'm afraid of missing out. So there might be more fun taking place that in that trust. It's in everything you do. So if you say you're going to be somewhere, then be there. Um, if you're that person that's always bailing, yeah, I'm going to be there tonight. I'll see you at six, and then at five thirty. Oh, sorry, I you know I was making cookies, or you know just what. <laughs> I eat it. There's times when things come up, but if you're going to make a commitment and you say you're going to do something, then then follow through. And this is something that. I'm aware of that my husband has pointed out to me, talking about communication and being able to tell your spouse everything, I will, like if he's at the gym and he's like, aren't you here yet? I'm like, I'm right around the corner when really I'm still, you know, getting my keys and getting in the car because (laughs) me, I'm right around the corner is I'm just like five minutes away rather than saying I'm leaving right now and and you will have to clarify what does what right around the corner mean to you? And <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm getting in the car <laughs> and Jim is right around the corner. And so that's a difference of temperaments too, where um, he's helped me with that. Like be specific. If you say you're going to be somewhere or you say you're, you know, you've left the house and you haven't left the house, that's not being honest. And that's an integrity thing. So That trustworthy is so significant. All right, we have two minutes, Courtney. So what's your last trait and the best tip that you have out there for all of our listeners today?
5: Wow. Um, So those were my five, but I'll, I'll try to think of, like, the best tip I can give is just to find someone that, like, you can't imagine yourself. Like, you shouldn't be with someone if you are still thinking about someone else. Like, you need to find that person. Um, that fills you up, and not in the same sense of how God should fill you up, but just try to look for that person where you feel like this is it, this is going to be the rest of my life, um, because if not, you're not going to truly be happy, and you'll always be searching for something else. So I would say that is my best tip.
2: <laughs> that is a great tip, and just to go over that and summarize, someone that talks to God, someone that is truly kind, you you look for how they treat others is so significant, and someone that you know what they're doing with their anger. Like, it's okay to to have those moments where you might be angry, but then how are you following through? Because when you do have those crucial conversations, you want to be able to know that they can openly communicate and meet you um, where you're at. And someone that's trustworthy, someone that truly they they do what they say they're they're going to do. And I, I also want to go back to your your biggest tip there. On um, you were saying that you know they are focusing on on God, but uh, if you're having feelings about somebody else, uh, to to be aware of that, you know, this has to be mm-hmm. that that person that you're like, nope, this this is my guy, and then you have to go, this is a choice. Because love, there's infatuation, and you get caught up in that. So just know, once you make that choice, make that choice and stay committed to that. And with that, we are finished with our show today. We hope we gave you great tips on how to find that amazing, godly soulmate. And we'll talk to you next week.
0: Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.